to another episode of the snap no tap podcast i'm tony Cicchini with of course the one and only joe Cardin cardinal and uh no guests today which is okay because about once a year especially around the holiday season i like to talk about dieting because that just seems to be a big thing on everybody's uh, mind and i figured you know what i want to talk about it again today try to get some specifics out there on exactly what i do uh, which, you know, I don't sell diet products or I don't really think, I think that's all a scam. I mean, you know, the, the diets in itself, um, it's really simple. And I've done so much research on it through the years. So we're going to get to talking about that in a few. But Joe it, it wants to talk too about, we're also going to start trying to, uh, uh, in 2023, reach out to different schools about, uh, maybe doing seminars. Uh, so if there's anybody listening that has a school anywhere in the country, contact myself or Joe uh, so we can get the ball rolling and get some arrangements going there, uh, perhaps. Uh, otherwise, all right, whatever. So what's yeah. up, Joe? Well, exactly. We're looking to kind of schedule out the next year starting and uh, plot it out. So the sooner you get a hold of us, uh, you get basically the, the choice or spots, you know, whatever works for you. Eventually, when we fill up the calendar, you know, Tony can only do about one seminar a month, you know, or so. I mean, we've got a couple of local things going that we should plug, uh, but that's different. Um, this is kind of more, you know, we can have Tony out to your school once uh, for the year and kind of get a rotation going. Uh, so that's something new we're looking into for the calendar year. We're very excited about that. Um, so definitely reach out to us on uh, social media you know how to do it and we will get back to you right away. Um, but also we should plug, like I was mentioning this month, uh, the 17th and 18th, you've got seminars coming up. One's at Bender's martial arts and fitness on the 17th at 1 30 PM. And then right. at 10 AM at DuPage Krav Maga, uh, the, that Sunday, uh, the 18th. So those are going on. Um, and of course, again, if you enjoy the podcast, I know we've got a lot of long time listeners, out there who've been enjoying the guests we've had and the topics that Tony's covered, uh, please consider joining our membership, our monthly membership, to, as a sign of thank you. Uh, it's not much money at all. It's just a nice token of your appreciation and showing that you want to support, uh, you know, Tony's lineage of catch wrestling and continue his ability to teach. So I think I've got all the plugs out of the way, Tony. Uh, how's things otherwise? Yeah. Uh, yeah. Oh, it's just been crazy with trying to get this medical test, as you know, with this MRI deal and, you know, insurance denying. And then they're saying, okay, you're cleared to go. I show up at the hospital. Nope. You're still denied. I come back home. Well, wait a minute now. I think you're okay. So now I got to 
I haven't had my tests. I've got to make phone calls tomorrow and, and see what that's all about. But nobody gives two shits about that. So let's talk about stuff that can help people out. And one of the biggest things that I, I mean, everybody, martial artists or not, it's diet, diet, diet. And, you know, I can remember one time in ninth grade health class, our, my teacher mentioned, um, you know, well, a diet doesn't mean necessarily that you're going to lose weight. A diet is what is it that you eat? What is, you know, you can have a diet to gain weight. Um, so mostly people, of course, just want a diet to lose weight. And really, there's so much conflicting information out there. And, and honestly, it's always been common sense. Doctors have always known what to do. People have, for years, successfully lost weight and kept it off by, by two real simple principles. Eating less calories than you burn or burning more calories than you eat, okay, calorie restriction and fasting, okay, which is also in a way can be and should be a caloric reduction for you. And personally, and Joe knows, I go, I'll do both at the same time. It's very difficult. Um, and the intermittent fasting is a big thing now. But based on all the research, well, first of all, let's talk about that intermittent fasting. Most of the, the, uh, the testing has been done in laboratory animals, mice specifically. There hasn't been an awful lot of testing on humans, but there's been enough to where there have been some determinations. Personally, I've tested these out over a course of time. Um, and the intermittent fasting that you hear about on the internet is basically fasting for at least 12 hours from the last time you ate. Don't have any caloric intake. You can have water or black coffee or something, but no calories. Well, 12 hours just isn't enough. The, the science isn't backing it up that it's making a difference. So some people say 14 hours or 16 hours. As it comes to fruition now, it's looking looking at the, or like the golden hour is 18 hours. An 18-hour intermittent fast um, will really change your metabolism and help you start to, to burn that, that body fat. 18, 24 hours is the goal here. Uh, so when you get to, I saw a chart, as a matter of fact, so when you get between the 18 the 24-hour range is where it really starts to get, you're, you're cooking with gas there. And then, of course, if you go beyond 24 hours even, um, you'll get more benefit. But now that's becoming a little too much for most folks. So I've had a lot of success with the 18. I've, I've gone to 24 hours as well, but the 18-hour thing is really good. And the beautiful thing about that is if you can schedule this so you have that six-hour window where you can eat, your sleeping periods help you burn off. Uh, that's part of the 18 hours. And unfortunately for me, I don't sleep long hours. I don't sleep much. So I have to be mentally strong to get through this. And that's where people fail. Um, 
they they just give in. They just they get weak. They get these food cravings, these hunger cravings. And if you can't control that, okay, um, you're going to have a problem. And I'm not going to sit here and say that I don't get hunger pains, but I drink water or I'll have a, you know, drink coffee um, and try to stay busy, you know, mentally, if not even physically. And guess what? The hours start to pass and then I can eat. And I also combine caloric restriction with this. So I'm only, when I'm doing this, I'm only eating sometimes 300 calories a day, sometimes 600 calories a day, um, no more than seven or 800. And that's all right to do when you're doing it on a short term. Okay. This isn't something that you would do forever. But what I find with me, I can go back to my regular diet. Okay. Of whatever calories, 2,500 or whatever healthy food. But if I feel the need, I can go back on this restricted intermittent fast uh, and, and caloric restriction diet for a day or two and be always, I don't, I'll never gain any weight. I'll lose the weight again. So it really works for me. You have to, you have to have uh, that willpower though. Uh, and you really need to plan everything out. So you, so when you're on your fast, and now you have your six-hour window of eating. You already have that planned out, so you're not like eating ice cream and you know chocolates and cake, and all of a sudden you're at three thousand calories. That that's not going to help you. So um, I just bring this up for people, Joe, and I, I'm I'm rambling a bit, but really that's about all there is to it. Now again, you should get checked out. Make sure that you don't have any medical conditions that may prevent this. And you, there's nothing to say that you can't ease your way into this. You know, start with a 10-hour fast, then 12, and then 14, and then 16, and then 18. You know, work your way up to it if that's what you have to do. Um, but my goodness, there's so many benefits. You, you, your brain, you, you, you re it's like a reset button. At least it is for me. Um, it, it promotes good gut health. And it's it's just something that you should um, stick with. And and for many periods of my life, I would I would intermittent fast before it was even called that. It was just the way I was. I I didn't eat breakfast, you know, and I would get done with dinner at let's say five or six o'clock. Then I wouldn't eat something until you know ten o'clock the next or eleven or twelve the next day. You know, lunch. So, uh, you know, it, it, it's really interesting. And, and I've given this advice to several people through the years. And um, they've lost a tremendous amount of weight. And you can keep it off, but you've, you've got to be strict. Just like lifting weights, you can get a beautiful body. The minute if you quit a year or two years later, you know, look what happens. Yeah, well, this is really a vast topic and there's a lot of approaches to it I, I appreciate your point of saying build up to it a little bit if you've never done this before um, and some people just out of just what's going on in their life they've done it accidentally like you said they skip breakfast and you know they go the whole you know and it's not till the afternoon they've gotten so busy that they haven't eaten so maybe inadvertently they've done an intermittent fast of, of sorts uh but I do agree, kind of, if you've not fasted before, especially if you're going for something like the 24, it might be hard right out of the gate to do it. To me, it's very much, and I don't know what your experience is, Tony, 
it's very much like uh, an endurance uh, event. Like, let's say you're going to build up to running six miles or something like that. Um, you might be able to, some people have the ability to push them through that first time, uh, but it's going to be really tough uh, if you just go right out of the gate, you know. Um, and so I think physically and mentally, if you do go through like two or three iterations where you slowly increase the time, uh, you, you start to learn that you can push your body and your body starts to also, you know, just kind of be like, oh, we're doing this again. We're shutting down. We're not eating. I get it. I, you know, it's, it's, it becomes used to it. Um, the other thing too, is I would say, be careful if you're going into fasting or something, even where you're restricting your calories or cleaning up your diet. If you know your body's had a lot of stimulants, you know, whether that's, and I don't know if stimulant's the right term, you know, obviously caffeine is one. If you're going to be cutting out caffeine, be very careful. Uh, but even if a big drop in sugar, uh, see, I know you don't eat a lot of sugary stuff in general, Tony, but like my, one of my, that's probably one of, of my many flaws in my diet is I probably eat too much crap like that. And when I've gone on restrictions, even if it's not a fast, I would say by day two, I can almost sense a migraine coming on. You know, and I've sensed it when I have not, I guess when, when you kind of drop off the cliff of <laughs> things like sugar that, you know, speed you up, um, going without it can hit you kind of hard. And so I almost start to slowly clean up my diet before I take the big, you know, because some people, people like binge before they're going to go on uh, on a thing. And I don't know, uh, that can be risky too. It's not that you want to restrict, but I would say, if you're thinking of going on a very strict diet, especially if you've been eating kind of crappy before, maybe make incremental improvements just to start to get your body ready for when you cut it off of things like, you know. Yeah, you want to prepare sugar. for this. And, yeah. and, you know, if you've had a history of eating disorders, this could be a little dangerous. But, no, you, you plan for it. Uh, you want to eat a lot of protein when you're eating your in your eating window. You want to stay away from breads, although I did try my last diet last week with this Ezekiel uh, 14.9 or 4.9 bread. Uh, tastes good, very filling, 80 calories, no flour, made with wheat. Um, so yeah, you, you, you want to plan it out. And Joe's, you're right. Uh, even before you officially start your diet, you should start trying to cut out the crap in your, you know, in your system. Um, for me, I've done this for so many years. I can go immediately on a, you know, uh, you know, at the drop of a hat, I could just say, okay, I'm just going to, I'm going to diet, you know? Um, and, uh, like today, you know, was a, it was another diet day, you know, uh, the last time it's seven something now, seven fifteen. I, I ate at three fifteen. I normally, I wasn't for some reason or another, I didn't look at the clock properly. Um, so I, 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 I started my, my fasting for tomorrow earlier than I normally do. And I normally like to get done eating by 4.30. Um, so I'm going to, you know, uh, go cold turkey and fast tomorrow morning. I'll fast again. Uh, I'll diet again tomorrow. And then um, I, I might do it Tuesday, but I'll see what, you know, what I weigh. I probably won't have to. So you're right, though. Everybody's a little bit different. Some people, let me change my microphone here. Some people have to wean themselves, you know, into this. No problem. Don't be in a rush. 
but you want to learn to change your lifestyle. It's a lifestyle change. It really is. And, you know, I do it simply because I want to be able to enjoy my life when I'm off my diet. If I want to have a pizza or a hamburger, I'm going to do it. Um, but I know that I'm smart enough to know that I, I don't eat that stuff seven days a week, 24 hours a day. I eat it now and then. Um, and it's a treat. And it just seems to work for me. But I just want everybody to know that you really don't need to go like, you know, buy Jenny Craig or whatever. I mean, I'm not trying to ruin their business. If you want to eat their food, that's that's fine. I'm sure people lose weight on it. But just eat healthy. You know, I eat a lot of when I'm on my diet, I'll eat a lot of vegetables. Okay, vegetables, like a vegetarian almost. Um, And it, it just really it works for me. And. You know, I got enough still left in my freezer that I can do this for another couple of days um, with, uh, you know, with no problem. But other than that, let's discuss something else. Bring up another subject here, Giuseppe. Okay, because I had some other, I had some follow up questions about. Oh, this. go ahead, follow them up. I thought you were done questioning me. No, no. So, like, let's just let's take a given week. Uh, yeah. Like, how many days of the week? Does it vary how many days in the week you would do the intermittent fasting? Um, well, again, there's people that claim you should alternate. Okay, so they have several different things. Like for one, one intermittent fasting plan is called 5-2, 5-2. You're, you fast five days, you're off two days. Um, I, or you can alternate it, you know, you could, or you don't fast five days, you, you eat five days and you fast two days um some people say don't do it back-to-back days like fast on a monday and a thursday i have no problem fasting you know every day of the week i i it works for me intermittent fasting you mean like intermittent fasting and and the caloric restriction now i will admit this and it kind of sounds grotesque but after a while you'll start to get a little constipated because especially when you combine this with caloric restriction like i do you don't have a lot of calories coming in. Um, my my energy levels are always fine because I'm getting all the crap out of my system and I'm drinking a lot of fluids. I drink, drink, drink. So you're going to, all the water weight that you retain, you're going to lose that. And believe me, that's a lot of weight um, for most people. So um, I would I would try, if you can, to go with the five days of eating and two days of fasting. Maybe fast on a Monday and a Thursday or a Monday and a Friday or, you know, whatever. Work your way into it until you can start going alternate days. Maybe fast on Monday, eat Tuesday, fast Wednesday, eat Thursday, fast Friday, and then maybe eat Saturday and Sunday, okay? But when you when you have those eating days, it's not a license to steal, okay? You, you can't go nuts and eat all the junk food again, okay? That's not the point. The point there is eat normal healthy like oatmeal brands legumes vegetables but you can eat it in a little bit larger quantities and maybe have one you know devilish food that you like like perhaps it's bread or you you just want to have a little scoop of ice cream or whatever but you have to maintain that you got to watch your calories you can't you can't just go nuts uh and, and you'll notice that your weight will start to drop and ideally 
you're doing two things here. This is the, the point that I want to get everybody to understand. You're not losing weight alone. You're training your mind and your body to change your, your whole lifestyle. Okay. So this isn't one of these things where oh, I'm going to do this whole diet. And then once I hit my target weight, I'm going back to my old lifestyle. You'll gain it all back. And it isn't because the diet didn't work. It's because you, the, the food, the, the diet helped you lose the weight, but it failed because it didn't change your lifestyle. So it, 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 it's, it has to, you have to do it so intently and be so satisfied with the results that it'll make you want to continue to do this. And anytime you see yourself creeping up five, six pounds or whatever, go back on it. Just go, go back on it then as opposed to waiting until, you know, something worse happens. So, um, it's, and stay out of processed foods, stay away from a lot of that stuff. It's just not healthy. It's okay in in a, in a pinch. If you have to have a frozen meal or a can of, you know, soup or something, but you know, eat, eat, eat right. Uh, healthy foods, tuna fish, um, seafood, squid. One of the days I made some, you know, uh, you know, calamari up, you know, just not fried, but just, you know, grilled. So, um, and man, it'll work, Joe. But but take some of Joe's advice too, and work yourself into this little by little. Do you have any other questions? Or just yeah. So I I know everybody's different, so you, you can't answer generically because everybody's body's different. But let's just talk about yourself. So uh-huh. if you're on like a five two kind of week, like you described, how much weight can you expect to to change well, or drop? I will I will give you an honest answer, but I don't. People have to. My body's used to this. Uh, I can easily lose 13, 14 pounds in just a wow. few days. Yeah, that's that's absolutely nothing. Um, and last year when we were filming the um, martial art video uh, in December, yeah, I mean, I never get like super duper heavy, but I'll get 10, 15 pounds where I shouldn't be. And it was harder for me with my mom, but I I. I, I lose that in a week and, and that's, and then I can keep it off as long as I want. Um, but yeah, I will, uh, easily. So like last week I per or like Thanksgiving, I purposely, uh, try to do an experiment, um, where I weighed in at two twenty three, and I said, okay, it's like, Thanksgiving. So I'm going to go off of this diet and I'm going to eat. I'm going to drink. I'm going to just go nuts for five days. Okay. I did. And then I went on my fast last weekend, Sunday, Monday, and Tuesday. And I think I told you when I weighed in, I was 223 before I binged eight, three days of fasting. I went back down to 222. So in three days, I actually ended up losing weight. So five days of purposely running amok, three days got me even lighter than what than I was before. So um, I, it just works for me. It, it, it's just a simple thing. So, for my body, um, 
if I would fast twice a week, I wouldn't, I wouldn't gain any weight. I would, I can maintain my, my body weight. So the five, two is kind of a maintenance mode for you. Yeah. But I've gone through a lot of periods. I've been dieting and experimenting with diets for 15, 20 years, you know, whatever. Um, but I've always been consistent in my weight. When I filmed the lost art of hooking, I was 225. When I in '99, when I filmed the snap no tap in '08, I was 225. Okay, last year I decided when we filmed this video in 2021, I'm going to go. I'll be under that, and I came in at like 219. Okay, um, so it depends on what body weight I want to carry. For me, 220 is between 215 220 is where I feel the best. People tell me I don't look so good when I get under like 218 because I start to look too thin. I'm strongest at 225. That's why I always like to keep that weight at 225. Um, but so I want to keep a window, let's say 218 to 228, that little 10-pound window. Because remember, all of us fluctuate. I have a – my body retains water, okay? Um, so I tend to have water weight. I bloat from water weight. So if I drink, and I didn't drink a lot today, but if I if I drink a bunch of fluids for two, three days, you know, I'll lose that water weight. Um, because what it does is you, you urinate so much, but your body holds on to water. It's a life support system. When it doesn't sense that you're getting enough water, it's going to retain everything you have, cellularly and everywhere else. So when you start flushing your system with water, it starts to say, oh, well, I got an abundant supply of water let's get rid of it um don't need no need to hold on to it any longer um so yeah but i'm one of the lucky ones that my actual body weight has never gotten crazy out of hand some people it does and it obviously will take them much longer uh to do this and there'll be a point where your body will stop losing weight and then okay go off the diet for a while because your body adapts just like late weightlifting, you got to change your routine around. So your body adapts. Like I just mentioned, I went off the diet five days. I kind of binged purposely. I didn't even want to. I was just doing this to experiment again. And three days, and I, I lost actually more weight. Um, so not only did I lose the weight that I binged, I lost an extra pound. So it, uh, Yeah, I was going to say, it's interesting you mentioned that because I was thinking about the 5-2 plan, and it, it's very similar to a concept I heard called calorie bouncing. I don't know if you've heard that term, but it's just the kind of the idea of, I think kind of what you're saying is that like, let's say you go on a, I don't know, however long your diet, it's a 30 day diet where you're just restricting your cal calories kind of generally to your point about the adaptation is that eventually your metabolism slows to conserve. So when your metabolism is that it's, when it's getting everything it wants, it's racing and it's burning this fuel, but at certain points, my understanding is that the body starts to say, whoa, we can't burn like we used to. And things start to slow down, you know, even at a cellular level, I guess. And so what would normally you'd lose weight, you know, and, and basically the thing is, so occasionally you have to give it that spike of calories to keep the metabolism at its normal rate. So it's, you know, if you just kind of kept a, a, a you know, a, a decreased you, you you kind of see like a, a, a plateau of what you can, it's not that you won't keep losing weight, but it'll slow down, which can be yeah. very frustrating. So you, you have know? cheat days, as we call it, you know, where you can cheat. 
Um, it's a beneficial thing, I think. That, yeah, that's it, it, it can be. Only, but again, you have to be very careful what you say, because when you say cheat days, and that's what it's called, but people think, okay, now I can go nuts. I'll drink two cases of beer and I'll eat, you know, five pizzas yeah. and shit. You can't do that, okay? Um, you can go a little over your caloric. You can get three, 4,000 calories, maybe max, depending on your body size. Again, we're not talking about a hundred, you know, if, you're, if your regular calorie intake is 3,500 calories, yeah, you can exceed that on your cheat day, but don't double it and triple it. Maybe go up to 4,000 or something. But yeah, um, you want to trick your body. Uh, but I'm going to tell you, 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 you start to feel better. You, you, know, you, you start to realize um, that your mind, your subconscious tends to control you on your daily basis. And you don't probably even really realize it. And during these fasts, you're switching that around. You are really, truly controlling the inner you. Okay, your urges, your desires, you're, you're really in control, okay, of yourself. That's how you have to look at it. And I've pushed myself by, by trying to do some of this stuff for like extreme lengths of time, just for the, for the power of the mind, okay? Um, and I, I don't make it easy on myself. So, so, for example, you know, I have a roommate, and he likes sweets. So they're out here. They're sitting on a kitchen counter. I don't have them keeping them in his room because I need to control – I like sweets, don't get me wrong, but I want to be able to walk past those sweets and say, no, I'm not going to eat you. I'm not going to have it. You know, um, and that is a joy to be able to have that kind of control over your body or over your mind. And then it comes to the point where you just don't even desire it anymore. So some of this came back, not so much regarding the diet, but with Radvan's training about the power of the mind to block out the pain or to focus and to, you know, do things that you wouldn't think you would do, you know, um, and you probably couldn't do it unless you knew how to control your mind. It is a form, I guess you would say, of a of almost like a self hypnosis. Uh, but when I read about these diets, the biggest thing that all these writers and dietitians and, and and stuff right and they don't come right out and say it but what it is is <clears throat> we <clears throat> we can't make it too tough because <clears throat> it's not that it wouldn't be healthy they're the people are too weak-minded they'll fall off the, the diet they'll fall off of it okay and that's why some serious seriously ill people end up hospitalized where they have no choice Okay, they're being fed. They don't have access to food. They're bedridden, and then they can have a dietary success. Uh, there was one <clears throat> gentleman, I think in his 60s or 70s, he did this. He didn't eat. He was in a hospital doing this, but he didn't eat for over one year. One year, he would have water, and they would give him some supplement, like vitamins and whatever, but the man did not eat solid food at all. And then one day, they said the last 11 days was getting real hard because he was near his goal. He was, I believe, over 500 pounds, 
and he wanted to get down to 180. And that last 11 days, he was approaching it. And the day he ate one, hit 180, he ate. And he's passed away now, but for many years later, they said he, he, kept, he kept his weight off. This is a man who had the power of the mind. He, he, he just was able to, now I don't, I don't advise people to do that, you know, to go without any food, but he did it under a hospital setting. I believe this happened in England. I forgot now, because my memory doesn't work too well, but uh, unbelievable what your mind can do. Um, it, there's limits, don't get me wrong, but you'd be surprised what you had lurking inside of you if you would only control it and then, you know, let it happen. But you've got to be in control, just like me. I have to be in control of my mind or else I can't do this. Yeah, I think that's a really good point is that you're not just training your body, that you should also be thinking of it as training your mind. And I know a lot of religions have periods of fasting for that probably very reason. I mean, whether it's spiritual or mental, but I think there's obviously overlap. You know, just the the, the ability uh, to practice self-denial, you know. And obviously, we're, you know, if you're an athlete or a martial artist, there's a direct relationship to what we do. A lot of what we do is very hard and it's not easy. And you definitely want to um, try and develop that inner strength. So it's kind of a two for the price of one, if you will, that you're working two two aspects of your life um, or, or whatever, self-improvement. So yeah, it's, it, it does come up. Now I was going to ask you, for those who are working out throughout the week, would you try to do your fast days on your recovery days or on your workout days? How do you, what do you think about that? It's, well, I used to do, I used to lift. And when I, when I was lifting, when I would do my, my dieting, I would always tape measure my arms to make sure I wasn't losing any muscle mass, but I was drinking a lot of protein supplements or protein drinks three times, four times a day and tuna fish. So I was getting my calories, predominantly protein. I had enough energy to get through my workouts. Um, if you're going to do this when you're intermittent fasting, uh, I, I, I got to say that people are, some people are just different. I'm one of these guys that I have all the energy when I wake up in the morning. Okay. So I can, I can get working out will not affect me uh, w- with this fast. It, it never does, but that's me. Other people, some people just aren't morning people. So you've got to experiment with this and, and see how can I get through this, 18 hour period with no food. How can I do it? Okay. How can I work it into my schedule? So I can't give an answer for everyone. We're all individuals, but it can be done. I've, I'm just one of those guys that, you know, I I go with little sleep and I have energy in the morning, but believe me when I'm tired, I'm tired. You know, Uh, I I crash, but I, I, I don't, I never had a problem with doing all my workouts. Now, granted, I wasn't trying to, this is not when I was, you know, repping with 400 on the bench and shit. You know, that, that, I wouldn't diet then, okay? I would diet, I would take a break from lifting, get down to my weight if I was overweight, and, and then get, get back to eating properly and, you know, working out like a fiend because the, the calories are going to get burned there. I can eat more because the calories are going to burn. Okay, from from my workouts, um, but I didn't want to do any of that 
extreme dieting then because I didn't need to. I was in Tony Cicchini getting strong mode, all right? Um, and then when I hit my strength goals, then it, I normally was probably, like I said, five pounds more than I should be, 225, 226. Then I could cut down to 220. I'll look a, a little better, and I, I won't lose much strength. You know, you might lose 10 pounds on the bench. Big deal. Uh, so that's how I did it. Um, but now, since I'm not lifting, I have all the energy I want when I'm on this fast. It, it, I don't ever feel lethargic. I feel better. I, I actually feel more energized. It's strange, but it's true because I'm clearing out the toxins. Kind of on a related note, but just I don't know if you have dietary recommendations. This is something I struggled with. But if I know I'm going to have a hard workout, like let's say I'm going to go live. I know I'm going to a, a, a gym workout where I'm going to be going live even if it's not for a long time, but whatever it is, it's going to be, you know, some intense time in the gym, finding that sweet spot of how much to eat beforehand. Cause I've definitely had it where I haven't eaten much and I kind of crash because I don't have the blood sugar where I just, I, I in a sense, I, I feel that I perform much worse. And then I've also had it where I've eaten too much and I can actually feel myself burping up you know, like I can taste the food like, oh, shit, I overdid it. And so I've always tried to find some midsize or like I need to have a meal, but I don't want to have too big of a meal. And, and that's always been a like a very like mystical science for me is what to eat pre hard work. Or let's say someone's a competitor, you know, like what do you eat before the, the big thing? Well, it's 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 you really need to carb load if you're going to go through all that because um you need that energy is what you need. Okay. You're not going to gain any more strength, you know, for that workout. If you, if you ate nothing but protein, that's going to, it takes you much longer to develop that strength. It's a, it's, it is a rare commodity. Um, but you need to carb load and that's okay because you're going to be burning a lot of those calories that you're gaining from the carbohydrates, um, in your workout. Cause it's going to be an intense workout. You also make sure that you're you're overhydrate you're overhydrated, okay. So like if you've been drinking a lot of water, that's good, uh, because you you don't want to end up dehydrated, okay. So you want to stay hydrated, um, carb load, and and then after your workout, you should probably have a recovery, and that's you know some some either a recovery meal or uh, whatever your your body's you know, accustomed to, but, you know, come back to normal now, you know, and, and load up again a little bit on protein. Um, it's, it's, it is a science and it's a science that we're, we're getting better at science, you know, diet, not necessarily even dietitians, but, you know, um, sports performance, uh, doctors, um, and, some people just react differently. Some people need something different. What is it that they're working out? What are they doing? Uh, I know that Michael Phelps would eat something like 10,000 calories a day when he was swimming. Uh, but again, the pot, but huh? I it was just from his pot smoking, but <laughs> well, the munchies. Yeah. Well, well no, <laughs> but I mean, he, it was because his workouts were so intense and so, you know, elaborate, uh, so for him, you know, he had he had the team that knew what he needed to do. Everyone is a little bit different, 
you know, um, I never took any of that super seriously uh, because, you know, I, I, I got as strong as I think I, I, I could. My, my bones were breaking because I was lifted so much weight naturally, um, you know, you know drug-free that, you know, I was starting to get these injuries, spiral fractures and shit because, you know. Stress fractures. Huh? Like stress fractures? Yeah, yeah. I fractured this and all that. Um, the bottom line is I got as strong as I needed to be. I, I was – I, everything I did was because I wanted to enhance my fighting abilities to be able to just snuff people. I, I, I didn't want to necessarily be the world's strongest man. I, I just wanted to, you know, everything was geared towards fighting related for me. So, uh, and I never wanted to sacrifice too much speed. I knew I was losing speed just because of age and, you know, all of that jazz. But um, so my take on things would be a little bit different. Okay, and and unlike like let's say an MMA fighter who who, who has a smaller career, let's say, is, or even a professional boxer, they they got a window of time. My window was the rest of my life because I may have to fight tomorrow if I go out somewhere. I might get jumped and I have to defend myself. So it's something that I looked at as for me as a lifestyle. That, that we're getting back to that again with the lifestyle change, and that's why right now I'm not lifting. But the one thing I am in control of is my body weight and and that's why once i go back to the gym i won't have to worry about losing like most people go to the gym to lose weight i don't have to worry about that okay i'm going to be exactly right basically where i need to be you know so everyone's got to find their thing and and you're right about the generic you can't we can only give generic answers because because everyone has different goals and needs yeah, your mileage may vary. Um, yeah. But, um, for me, recovery, so I want to kind of touch back on what you like to use post-recovery. So when I, so obviously there's like, what do I eat beforehand and how much do I eat so that, A, that I have enough energy, but then I also don't have too much so that I don't want to like hurl, you know, I don't want to have to throw up if I've been like having a really intense exercise. So I don't want the food to weigh me down either. Uh, but then the post, so there's the before question, and then there's the after. One of the things I heard, and again, this is, you know, whatever pseudoscience I come across, is that a really good kind of cheap alternative for like a, a post-workout uh, recovery drink is chocolate milk. So the the mythology there is that the sugar helps uptake the protein in the milk, like it, it expedites getting the, the 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 absorption of the protein to where it needs to go faster than, you know, if you're just taking, um, and it seems to have worked for me. There's been a couple of killer workouts and I've noticed a difference, but again, you never know if it's placebo effect, you know, that's the, the one, you know, with the, with the human body and the mind, you never know hundred percent if it's working. Uh, but like within an hour after workout, if I can chug some chocolate milk, I seem to recover better than if I haven't. But again, there's no, you know, you know, test for yourself because a lot of people have lactose issues and other things to deal with. So it doesn't always work for everybody. But I guess, so that's my observation, but also a question to you. So like, let's say you've had a really hard lifting session. Do you had certain protein drinks or foods you'd say, I want to eat this to make sure I get the maximum? Honey? Honey, hmm. honey because I need, because I'll crash after the workout, you know. Um, so honey is very slow absorption, okay? So 
as opposed to taking a couple spoons full, spoonfuls of sugar, which is a killer, I would eat honey or, you know, just uh, sometimes just spoons or put it on bread or something like that. Um, that's what worked for me. Okay. Uh, I never tried any of those recovery packs or whatever they call them that, you know, like GNC, whatever. I, I, I never got into any of that. Um, and I, so I can't, I can't make a, I, I'm not qualified to make a statement on it. Cause I, I don't know if they work or they don't work, but yeah, no, I, I just, I just, I, I used to have a lot of honey. Um, and then of course, sometimes, frankly, we'd go out afterwards and have a few beers, you know, after a workout, because again, I wasn't a bodybuilder. I didn't want to look, you know, I didn't care. I just needed to get, you know, get some feel good shit and, you know, and, and that kind of relaxes you and, and, uh, takes away some of the pain that you're feeling after a hard workout. Um, but yeah, for me, it was honey. And, you know, you may even want to try some honey before the workout because, you know, for your wrestling, uh, you know, you're, you were talking about live wrestling because that'll give you energy too. See, so um, when I'm lifting, I don't need that kind of energy. It's a different, it's a, di- it's, it's different. Okay. Cause it's a different kind of workout, but um, yeah, those are some of the things that, I would do. What else? I used to drink, I used to eat pretzels. Uh, I used to like to have pretzels uh, because that's a lot of carbs. Um, and I could, I could munch it down without feeling like, you know, bloated because uh, many times right after a workout, I, I just wasn't hungry. I left it all at the gym. I just, I wasn't hungry. So I, I'd, I'd eat, I'd eat pretzels. That sounds weird, doesn't it? But, that's some of the stuff. That's what I did, honey. And then um, once in a while, too, I'd have to have a Hershey bar. If I felt a little lightheaded, I'm like, because my sugar, because, you know, I, I I tend to, I have hypoglycemia. I had low blood sugar, so I had to make sure my sugar was up. So now and then I'd have to have some candy um, of some sort, like a Snickers bar or, you know, Hershey bar or chocolate Hershey kisses and, and whatever. But, yeah, that was what, that's what I did. Cool. Yeah. I mean, do you have, so it sounds like you kind of do it as needed. So like I've heard some people suggest almost having or kind of planning out an annual cycle and that might just work for people. So, um, so saying, okay, I know after January 1st, I'm going to spend the month, the month of January cleaning up my diet and just every year know that, or, you know, like two or three times a year, know there's going to be a month where you go through a period where you're cleaning your diet. Um, Cause it, sometimes it, I don't know, it might be difficult. I know for myself, you know, I'd be a lot better off health wise if pizza didn't exist in the universe, you know, <laughs> but like, you know, you and me both, honestly, right. That's like one of our big things. But, um, but I, I guess my point being is I would never have a diet where I'm like, that's it. I'm giving up pizza for good. You know, because I know it's bad for me. I know that's just never going to happen, you know. And so, or drinking, let's say. Like, you know, you want to go out and have a beers occasionally. But you should go through, like, oh, like I think some people have, is it dry November? I, I lose track of it. But there's, like, certain things that have gotten popular where they'll be like, okay, this month I'm not going to do X, Y, or Z. You know, I'm just going to spend the time. So um, I found it really helpful. Um and I've actually used, I'm obviously, I'm, you're the Catholic in the podcast, but I've used, 
I've used Lent is actually a really good annual time to clean your diet because the other thing, and you obviously you're pretty isolated up there, uh, you know, in the sticks, but like if you're out and about or have like, like if you go into work, there's a lot of social pressure too that you have to deal with. So it's not only your like mental, like your body, you're fighting your body telling it that you, you can't eat certain things and the cravings and the hunger pains and whatnot. But then you have people who socially will pressure you. I don't know if you've run into this too, where it's like, oh, come on, have a drink or, you know, whatever. I baked this thing. You should eat it. Uh, you know, I, I don't know if you've run into that where just whatever. Well, of course. Social, it's right. Right. It's just part of human interaction. And which is, so it adds, it's like uh, insult to injury because now I have to like, explain to this person that you know and they always oh just take a little bit you know that's always or whatever they try and negotiate with you um but i found that lent shuts people the fuck up for some whatever reason they respect that like because it's a religious thing oh sorry i can't it's lent they'll they'll back off at least in my experience where it's like i've given it up for lent i can't do it and it takes some of that social pressure off so you can kind of leverage that even though you're not i said i'm not catholic but if i tell people hey I'm, i'm not drinking for uh lent uh, they will back off or whatever happens to be. Uh, I think it's also good for me mentally is that I know, okay, Lent is 40 days or whatever it is. And I just be like, I'm absolutely not having pizza for Lent or whatever it is. And I can just tell people, and I'll just tell myself, I can order pizza and, and you know, it's just going to be whatever. I got 25 days left. In 25 days, I'm going to go to Pequod's and have my deep dish, but right now I'm not having it. And having that, it's not as ex- severe as, um, you know, like the intermittent fasting or the, like your, some of your really extreme, uh, you know, caloric restrictions. Uh, but even that, like, and, and like I said, so the improvement isn't as intense, but I found that like, if I just take out, I mean, everybody has their temptation. Not everybody has the same thing. I have their certain things that I just know they're the things that are keeping weight on my body. Yeah. Pizza, I've mentioned drinking. I don't drink a lot, but I drink enough that it affects, you know, like I'll, like maybe once a week I'll hang out with the guys. That's enough. One day of, you know, going out to hang out with the guys is enough to blow a week of clean diet, you know, <laughs> two, three, four beers. That's enough to put the weight back for me. Um, or yeah, like junk food candy or whatever, you know, like you with the Hershey bars. I love that shit, man. Like I, I love chocolate, you know, I can't get enough of it. And uh yeah, I would be like a really bad addict. I can tell because like just the stuff like that I love, I could binge. So like if I say for Lent, I'm just not touching it and having the power over that to say no, it definitely has less of a hold on me later. Um, so uh, those are some things I've found helpful. And um, so I guess my point is I have an annual cycle and one of those is Lent where I'm just going to, I'm going to be clean for those 40 days uh, and just tell people to back off and, you know, you can do it politely, but they, with that religious thing, uh, I think t- people tend to respect that. So at least the, the social pressure isn't there. Um, and uh, so I'll tell you this, like some stuff, I think you're like me where you like, I'm big on French fries. Like I love French fries. Like that. Uh, I could eat them every day of my life. Absolutely, man. Like to me, like the perfect meal is pizza with French fries. I mean, like that's, that's the one, two combination, but I, yeah, I, it was a joke, but like, I would almost have it every day at lunch at work, like wherever I'd go, I'd be like this plus fries, this plus fries. And that was fine when I was in my twenties, you know, and an athlete and whatever I could eat her. But that is something that I've almost permanently gotten rid of. Now it doesn't mean I don't love them, but they don't have the hold on like I used to. And part of it was because I, 
it was one of those things that I would give up for lunch. I was like, I know this is screwing my diet. I'm not going to eat it, you know, and um, the craving, the, it's it's not been the same as I've gotten older. I would say that I used to always really miss, you know, if I'd walk into his place and I'd smell fries or whatever, it's like, you know, it really like, oh man, I got to get those. But um, now I don't. And it just, yeah, it's, it's really, I've really reprogrammed my brain with that particular food. Now I haven't done it with other things, but it's interesting to see that when you do set a period of time where you're like, I'm not going to do X, Y, or Z. And for me, I ultimately had to do like multiple things at the same time. Otherwise I would just shift. Like, let's say I didn't have French fries. Well, I just double up on the pizza. That's no good. You know, then I'm not getting any gain out of it. So I'd say, well, like, these are my top three or four things that fuck up my diet. But, you know, like, like even if I binge on the week, let's say I, I don't do them during the week, but I do them on the weekend. That's enough to screw up my diet. You know, I can lose a few pounds from eating clean during the week, but then I just throw it away on the cheat day. That's no good. So for me, that's why I like having a longer period of time, not indefinitely, but saying, okay, a month or 40 days or whatever it is, I'm not going to do these three or four things. Um, that sometimes can be enough if you can stick with it. Uh, that you can see results in time. It's not as rapid as like said, dropping off, but it's just another approach. Um, so if you know, maybe you've got a competition coming up in 90 days, you can start with that kind of thing early. And I'm sure if you're a competitive athlete, you already know how to restrict and you know, that's part of your routine, but uh, if it's your first time doing it, but those are just some things that I've, that have worked for me. Um, and again, yeah, I think it's a, for me, there's an up and down cycle. I mean, it's not huge. Like I said, I'm varying, 10 pounds one way or the other, uh, but it's something I monitor. And if it gets too big, that's something I try to do. So anyways, I don't know if I had a question in there, or just more observations. No, you're, but you know, you're right. I mean, I don't do the Lent thing like that, but I have, but like I sort of did it last year with the video shoot, you know, I got to go to the gym and I'm going to cut him. I, I, you know, I said, I'm coming in at under, at under 225. Oh, I said, no, I said I was coming in at under 220 and, um, and I did. So I, I got, I got down to like 216 and then the couple days before the, the, the shoot, I started to come back to a normal thing. Um, and, and literally the day, the day before the, the video shoot, I went, I weighed at 218 and I, and I, and I dieted again that day, but I must've retained water because I woke up the day of the video shoot at 219. So, um, but still I made my goal of coming in under 220, no problem. Uh, but I just wanted to make sure I had enough energy, uh, for the video shoot, you know? Um, but yeah, no, so yeah, no, you're a hundred percent right about that. Like, like now I, 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 I'm, I'm just going to maintain my weight till the end of the year. You know, I'll come in, you know, July or January 1st, I'll come in at 220. You know, um, that's a given. That's that's going to happen. I mean, unless I'm dead, you know, then I'll come in on under a lot less than two twenty. Yeah, you'll keep um, losing weight at that point. Yeah, but you know what? The thing is, everyone has to have their own little trigger, right? Their little inspiration, and and there is no carte blanche answer. There isn't. Like, what movie inspires you, or what book inspires you, or what music inspires you? We're individuals. We're all different. But I think the biggest thing that I want people to know is that we all we all go through this, okay? Um, I don't know of anybody. I mean, there are people, I have met people that just 
are thin. They they they're they're super thin and always have been. Um, doesn't mean they're healthy, but they're thin. Mm. But you know, for most of us, you know, we're artificial. What I mean by that is, I got the shape that I got artificially by lifting weights, by exercising. Okay, not by just doing no activities, but I worked extraordinarily hard to get strong back in the day. Um, and, and, you know, it wasn't a natural thing. Okay. Like Rod Von, even though he worked out, he was naturally a freak of, of strength. Um, I wasn't like that. Uh, maybe I was fast. I mean, I wasn't like a freakishly fast, but, but no, everything in most athletes, most of us were artificial. You know, you think football players look like that? The NFL? No, they, it's artificial. <laughs> you know, they lifted weights or whatever and ate whatever and did whatever. And so um, your life, you have to know when to turn that switch off. That's why I like a lot of NFL linemen end up losing a whole bunch of weight after their football career. They, they cut down to like, you know, 200. So they're, you know, going to live a healthier life. So, that's the thing that I always remind myself of everything that I am. Uh, I created this. So if I were 350 pounds fat, I created that. Okay. That, that wouldn't, that shouldn't have been me. Okay. Um, so if, if people start to understand that we are our masters of our bodies, that we do have control um, we can, unless you're physically incapacitated, we have the power to make these changes and all of us do it. So if there's somebody out there watching or listening that feels they're 30 pounds too light or 50 pounds too heavy, all of us have those struggles. It, we may not struggle for the same amount of poundages or for the same reasons, but we all have that cross to bear. and you know, I just decided that certain things I can do, I'm going to take control of the things that I can do. Like, you know, there's other stuff in my life. I can't control that, you know, like business and shit. People buying my products or not buying my products or coming to train or not coming to train. I can't control that. And so all of us have that in our life too, things that we can't control. So I think it makes us, at least in my philosophy, the stuff that we can control Man, I gravitate towards that, you know, because that gives me my sense of, of being and my sense of worth is by taking charge of the things that I can take charge of. That's just how I feel, Joe. No, that makes a lot of sense, and hopefully that encourages people. You're right. I mean, there's things we can control and things we can't. And so uh, focus on the things you can work on and don't get stressed you know, about stuff that's out of your control. It's easy enough to say that, but um, yeah, I'm sure that there's, there, there's a lot of, I think, conventional uh, good wisdom in that. And uh, Well, I analyze, I mean, you have to analyze the stuff that's out of your control. You got to come to the realization that it is out of your control. Okay. And that takes deep, you know, analysis, but you can only do so much. And then when you stop, I mean, when you've done all you can, uh, 
you know, then you got to just got to, yeah, you have to try to compartmentalize it. Don't completely ignore it. So it comes to bite you in the ass, but just say, look, I like to borrow a line from my buddy, Kevin, that got killed. I don't have a guilty bone in my body. That's what he used to say. And that's how you have to look at this. You can't have a guilty bone in your body over things that you have no control over. It's a shitty thing. Whatever it may be in your life, it's it's a horrible thing, and and it's okay to feel sad about it, uh, to be upset about it. Um, but you you know you've got to limit that. Like like an REBT, rational emotive behavioral therapy, you can't let your sadness become you know depression, you know, or your anger or whatever your upsetness to become blinding rage can't you can't let that happen even your happiness you can't let that become euphoria okay where where you where you've lost you know sense of of all of it and and your fears cannot become paralyzing so mad glad sad and scared all right you we're allowed to be mad glad sad and scared but but we can't go over over the top with that stuff okay so this all pertains to dieting too. Don't be mad that you're 30 pounds overweight. Okay. Or you can be mad, but don't be like, you know, freaking out over it. It's no good. Uh, and don't become depressed over it. Let's take charge. And and in time, you won't be 30 anymore. You'll be 20, 20 pounds overweight. And then you know what? If you have to take a break from the diet, go ahead. But when you come back, you might put on a couple of like four or five pounds, but you'll diet again. You'll lose another 10 pounds. Now you're 25, you'll be 15 pounds under overweight. Get off the diet, maybe you gain five pounds. Now you're 20 pounds overweight, you'll lose another 10. Now you're only 10 pounds overweight. See, you're going to make it. You got to believe you're going to make it. Angelo, the great Angelo de Pippo, the phenomenal accordionist and, 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 and musician, told me once, when you're practicing and you're not making any progress, he says, that's the point that's where you want to get because that means the not, another breakthrough is coming don't quit when you're not making when you're static you know status you know what do you call it status quo you're going to make or even if you're backsliding a little boom that's great because the next break is coming the next breakthrough is coming okay mm. and this is a guy who had more technique than anybody i ever heard uh on on accordion and shit he was just phenomenal uh even Corey Pesaturo, our previous guest said the same thing um, and that's how I see things like with, with dieting or with training or what, you know, stuff. Um, it, it, it's always been a good philosophy for me, um, to, to, to live by. Uh, and for the last 30 years of my life, when Angelo told me that about 30 years ago, uh, I, I, cause nobody had ever mentioned that to me before until then I took that to heart and, and it's gotten me through some hard times. Um, so yeah, that, that's just another piece of advice I'll, I'll pass along from, from, from Angelo DePippo, who was in the Godfather, the movie, played in the movie, played, played the accordion was it at the in, wedding? The, in the wedding scene. Yes, that was Angelo. He gave me so many, he helped me with the accordion and, you know, uh, he lived in New York, still does garden city. I was in, over here in Chicago and. We talk on that's when I had my aneurysm, so I couldn't even really play. I mean, I but I, I was getting back. He gave me, you know, told me what to practice, how to 
you, you get a lot of lessons. You know, it, it was, he told me what to do. So, so anyway. Was, huh? So he, I was going to say, he was in the wedding scene with the accordion. Yeah. And you, and you were Luca Brazza, is that right? <laughs> yeah, I was Luca Brazza, you betcha. But, you know, I'm swimming with the fishes now, you know. But, yeah, now, you know, he was a pro wrestler in real life. Oh, no, Not a real wrestler, but and they claimed that he was a real mobster. But he was in another movie, uh, Lenny Montana, um, where he actually like bo- like was boxing. And I'm I'm thinking, okay, I saw it. I don't remember the name of the movie. He was not a fighter. This this guy was big and large in real life, but he 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 didn't even know how to throw a punch. He'd have gotten slaughtered. Um, but you know, back then, you know, he was intimidating looking. And he may have been, a, you know, working in organized crime. I don't know. But, you know, he wasn't going to go up to people that, you know, he'd probably go up to whatever. I don't want to get into an organized crime thing, but <laughs> let's just put it this way. Yes, he he, he was a pro wrestler. <laughs> Lenny the Bull Montana. But that wasn't his real name, but that was the name that he went by, his stage name. Interesting. Um. Well, I think, you know, we, we uncovered a lot of stuff here. I don't know. Do you have any other dietary tips or topics before we uh Well, I just up? want to close by saying everybody should go get checked by a doctor. Um, just don't go to my doctors and don't don't have Blue Cross because <laughs> they'll deny you. Um, but, yeah, just get checked out if you have any health conditions and so on. But you all, we just start slow by, like you said, eliminating bad habits, soda pop or whatever cookies mm. at night and 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 maybe find a substitute like little vegetables like corn we uh, carrots or something you know celery um whatever but yeah i think it's important that we all try to take care of ourselves without missing out on the bigger picture because you are mentioning pizza my thing is pizza and bread i love it nobody can prove how many years it's going to take off of my life okay unless i get a second chance you know, unless I die and come back and do it all over again without pizza, uh, there's certain things in life I'm just not going to give up. Okay, I mean, I can eat pizza, I can have bread. I- I'll make up for it on other days, but yeah, I- I'm not going to deprive myself of of those things. You know that? I mean, shit, it's not going to happen. No, I 100% agree with you on the pizza. There, there's a, there's several things. Terry and otherwise that uh yeah i'm not giving up so um but yeah pizza's up there so that, that's, well, that's the only time i drink pop anymore I'll, I'll drink i love rc but most places don't have it but i'll have coke or pepsi with my pizza i have to have that i gotta have cola with my pizza see now we're gonna go off on a, on a, a pop uh tangent they have rc in cleveland yeah, they probably have it out here but restaurants don't normally sell it anymore but i, I like was- rc and ginger ale Interesting, because I thought RC was a Chicago thing, like the company. Oh, no. Was... no, oh no, no! Royal Crown Cola is all over. It was all over the world. That's that. That's what. Oh no, no, that's not a Chicago thing. Or at um, least, the, yeah, the factory or something. I don't know. I have to Google. Well, maybe it. there was a factory out here. I don't know. Yeah, uh, but yeah, like I don't even know if they had it on the West Coast. Uh, but it is interesting. I've had cold pop from a lot of different cultures uh, and places. I love that. That's yeah, that's up there too. Like I said, the fries, the pizza. Uh, pop was another one that would, uh, yeah, I, I had to get out and I, I largely do not drink anymore. Um, so, uh, that was another big, uh, you know, mess up on my diet. So, but 
what can you do? So, but yeah, occasionally I'll still indulge. So, yeah, I, I still had, well, I used to buy pop. My mom was hooked on Pepsi, but, um, you know, I had some ginger ale from when I was sick. I still have that in there, but I love ginger ale. I mean, that would be my, I, I don't really drink it, but I, I that's actually, I, I remember getting ginger ale given to me when I was in a hospital. So I'll never, you know, on more than one occasion. So there must be something to that. But no, I'm just, I just hope everybody gets a jump on their New Year's resolution. We'll probably talk more about that when we get close to the New Year's, but uh, it's coming up. But I, I just want to thank everybody who does tune in or watch. Keep watching. Um, thank you. And uh, let's just see, because, you know, I, I get, I mean, I don't. I, I got a nice email from a guy named William. I won't say his last name. Who, who doesn't want me to give up my business? He doesn't want me to quit. And it, you know, I appreciate the sentiment. It's hard because I got to make a living, and I'm not making a living in martial arts anymore. It's been taken from me for some reason. Um, and I'll, I'll, I can only do what I can do. Um, I just hope for 2023 it turns around in a large, large way, so I don't have to worry anymore. But we'll. It's it's up to the listening audience and others just to say, yep, no, we're 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 back in town. But anyway, Joe, I'll see you uh, next. Well, when are you leaving town? So yeah, I'm out for a couple of weeks, so I'm not quite sure when when I'll be back on the podcast. We'll have to touch base. But I'm missing a couple of weekends here while I'll be traveling. So um, yeah, we'll, we'll have to figure that out. So uh, stay tuned. I'm going to be working. With, so Martin might be subbing in. That's what we're working on. So I hope we'll so. Yeah. So that's what well, you'll have to get in touch with him because you, you can give him all the yeah, pass yeah. codes or whatever. All right. Well, then we'll do it. But everybody, thank you again. And I will see you, everybody next week. I hope with Martin, probably. All right. Bye. <laughs>